This is Aikido Discuss, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about all the glory of the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me today is Joshua Tee, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Salama McDaniel, third two and student at Aikido of Fresno. Right. All right. So we're, Here we are. Uh, I think this might actually be episode 30. Is this 29 oh, or 30? Yeah. I, I think it's 29. 29. We're All right. So we're coming there. up on 30. Coming up on 30 here. We're having yeah. a big party, I guess. For oh, 30. big party. I don't know fun. what that Does that mean cake? Does yeah. that mean people get, get to cake. listen to us eating eat cake, cake while we. Mm. Mm. But that paleo just... thing's not going to work out with cake. But we'll have to paleo Something cake. Like that. Big uh, meat. So, um, did we tease this episode last week? I we did. We did. We teased it last week. So. If you were listening last week, you uh, are ahead of the game, and you know what we're going to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're talking about systems are not techniques. Techniques are not systems. Okay. Um, but one thing I want to talk about before that, uh, so we got a comment recently on uh, one of the podcasts um, that uh, talked about our use of profanity in this podcast, um, and I kind of want to address that. So um, if you're offended by profanity, I- I'm sorry, first of all. Uh, and and maybe we should put a disclaimer in the beginning of this podcast. You not, will not you will hear yeah not safe for work. You will hear some profanity, um, and the reason for that is um, that's the way we speak. So um, you know like I don't know if it's a classist thing or whatever, but like the way I grew up was speaking the way I'm speaking now. Um, I learned to drop that for certain things, but when I speak casually with my friends, this is the way I speak, and and both of these two speak the way they speak also. So when you're listening to this podcast, you're hearing a very con- candid conversation between friends. Um, and that's what it is. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to be very casual. We said that on the first issue. So I'm um, sorry if we offend you. And you know, maybe this is just if, if you can't stand hearing an F-bomb every now and then, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. But um, it, it's just the way we speak. And I, yeah, I wonder if... Um... I'm trying to think back to that particular episode and, and remember all of the things that we said because I feel like for the most part um, we're not I, I never feel like we are over the top with any you know this isn't a Quentin Tarantino movie or anything you're listening right. to you know but I mean uh, maybe to some so, people it is I mean, I mean you possibly, know like but you know I just feel like we don't there are times when we'll say some things and they're usually a little more like we're relaxed and whatever so it's a little off the cuff um, and so we're definitely not trying to be uh, vulgar and, um, you know, this is just a glimpse in, in the way that we talk. And some people maybe don't use as much vulgarity as we do, and I guess that's okay. Um, but we do, and that's what this podcast, that's how this podcast works. So, And I think, too, like there are other podcasts and, and videos and other Aikido things that are much more formal than we sure. are. And I think, you know... And there's totally a place for that. There, I think, I mean, I think it's important that we have that diversity of kind of media for Aikido, you know? And I mean, I think that's partially why we do this is because we haven't seen as much of a, uh, like, more casual kind of approach to that. And so that's partially why we wanted to do this is, like, to to speak to that audience. Um, so, you know, if, if you're looking for something a little more formal, a little more, um, you know, kind of... Uh, buttoned up, then 
this might not be the right podcast for you. Well, we're definitely, you know, if we had to sit around and think really difficult, really hard every time over every word that we said, this podcast I don't think would be... It's not what it is. Any fun at all. I mean, I think the name of the podcast really kind of tells you, the whole thing is a little tongue-in-cheeky, you know? Like, not that we don't take what we're doing seriously, but it's like, we're going to talk about it very casually. Sometimes we are disgusted by the martial art we do. And that's the, the, you know, the pun in the name with Aikido, disgust. Um, is because like sometimes like oh it's just a bit much and we're just we're just hanging out talking about it you know things that bother us and don't bother us and things we love and things we get nerdy about and and that's what this podcast is about that's the life of this podcast and so like in the comment that that we got you know they were they were saying about you know they were hoping that we could clean it up essentially I'm paraphrasing but we we could clean it up so that way we could help elevate the art um, but I feel like we need to get a little more real with each other personally you know like last episode was like. You know, I was saying like, hey, maybe we need to lose some weight, you know, and that, and that's real. I'm trying to be real, you know, like, and I said, hey, look, I gained a bunch of weight. I understand how that goes. But I think talking to each other and not trying to put on a bunch of airs is where we need to go with Aikido right now. And so me just being casual is part of that. I think that um, when we're talking about bringing new people into the art um, and having, you know, new lifeblood, you know, because we do, everyone can agree that there is, uh, we're losing steam as a community, you know, as a growing community. We're not growing anymore. Um, I think that we need to realize that, um, I don't know, I feel like Elevate's kind of a, a, like, it feels a little bit like a a word that really is referring to, like, it feels a little bit elitist, a little bit like, let's keep it in the small circles, you know, and it's like, if you want to bring new people in, you need to be open to a variety of different kinds of people some people, people have that, foul mouths you know <laughs> and uh so, you know so i feel like that it, it let's you know keep it open open and welcoming and you know definitely like i said this is not a kid-friendly podcast you know right. this isn't like right. don't show your kid and this is definitely well, not how we talk i wouldn't i mean i wouldn't say i don't i don't feel like we're over the top i mean i wouldn't feel like i i don't i feel like i could put this on in any uh situation and the people around me it would be fine yeah we drop an f-bomb but that's what you that's life right if i'm out at right. the grocery store yeah i'm a, you know right. so i wouldn't say that this is not uh i mean and and you know that's also from your you know what i mean not, like if it's not kid friendly it's because kids aren't going to be able to understand the the depth of what we're talking about anyway it's, but like josh and i grew up together you know and we both grew up like watching rated r movies from you know like we grew up in families where it wasn't taboo to say vulgar words or to i mean what are i mean some people consider vulgar they're, they're words well, is what yeah, i would yeah. say they're adjectives um and so like you know i wouldn't be scared of my kid personally hearing the f-bomb drop but if you are that's totally understandable like when i teach kids classes i refrain from using right. this language sure. Because there is a time and place for everything, and that's not the time for it. In a job interview, is also not the time for it. When you're trying to present something fantastic, it's not the time for it. An academic paper, it's not the time for it. But when you're casually relaxing, there is a time for that, right? Um, and and this podcast is part of that. It's us just having a casual conversation, which is I I think what's nice about the podcast. Yeah. And now that we've wasted. <laughs> no, it, it's not a waste. Of time. It's actually, I think it was a good. It's a good thing to talk about because um, you know we yeah. we should be clear to to people what you know well, about what we're doing and yes. and you know if we always say if you have comments send them. To yeah, us absolutely. We'll, we'll so it's good so to hear that. It's a, good yeah, to address. Yeah. And, but yeah. that's our stance on. It. All right. Okay, so now. today we are talking about uh, 
the techniques of Aikido and why the techniques of Aikido aren't Aikido itself. Why it that doesn't, it's not just that. There's more than that. And so when you see something like uh, Shihonage in, uh, you know, whatever, in a um, martial arts video of some kind that's not specifically Aikido, that doesn't mean that, that it's Aikido. You know? Right. So let's get more into that because I, I'm interested about what you have to say about that. Um, well, so, you know, part of this kind of comes from uh, – when I was a kid, I remember watching this kung fu movie. You know, I've been into martial arts my entire life. I was watching this kung fu movie, and I remember um, this one guy in the kung fu movie, he wanted to learn what system the other guy was using because that's where the secrets to his kung fu lie, you know. And I remember um, as a kid going like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that even mean? And so – you know, I mean, I, I on record, uh, I have my first martial arts system I ever created at 10 years old, uh, which was called uh, Shadow Dragon. Shadow Dragon. Shadow Dragon. Uh, <laughs> I have a book that I drew out the diagrams. It's and, and so I, awesome. <laughs> I wrote, uh, you know, what Shadow Dragon was, who it was for, you know. like uh, So, like, I've been trying to understand systems for a long time. Um, different systems can share techniques um, but that doesn't mean that the systems are built to do the same thing. So you have to understand when you're studying a system of martial arts, you're studying a, a method of going about something. Um, and it might have specific techniques to going about it, but the techniques don't make the system the system. So for example, Kodagaish is not Aikido, and Aikido is certainly not Kodagaish, right? Like that maneuver um, can be seen in pretty much every uh, Japanese, traditional Japanese jiu-jitsu system. It can be seen in Chinese martial arts. It can be seen in European martial arts. It can be seen from all over the world. They, all, of course, all have different names. But when you see it in some European system, that doesn't mean that Ueshiba went to, to Europe in the 1500s and taught them how to do that thing, right? It also doesn't mean that Ueshiba got that technique from them, and that's a special Aikido technique. And then when you do that technique, somehow you're doing Aikido. Um, because you're, you're not. It's it's just a way the body works, and in certain situations, that's a useful technique. And I think that's, you know, I, I want to say that we have talked about this on, on the podcast before. Um, and, and one of the problems that I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people have is the way that Aikido is presented is presented as a collection of techniques. Yeah. So therefore, why would you think anything else? You know, if I go to class every day, and I learn uh, Kodagaish, and then I learn Nikyo, and then I learn, you know, and I do the whole thing, and at the end of my whatever, um, they say, uh, you know, here's your black belt, you know all the techniques. Um, why would I think that the system is anything other than, other than a collection, a collection of, techniques. of techniques? Yeah, it's really sharp. Yeah. You know, and I mean, and, and I understand, you know, a lot of times they, the, the, the stuff that it should be important is, is layered underneath it. Right. You know, so... To be get to get better at the technique, I need to do these things: the unbalancing and blah blah blah. blah. Um, when in fact it should be the 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 flip side should be the case. Right. You know, it's it's like um, I should be using the technique to allow me to to play with and and uh, explore the other thing. Right, right, right. The context so with which we're in. I, I kind of feel like that's that's. The, the problem with this. So when people are, are wondering about you know what what Aikido is, well of course they're going to think that's the, the collection of techniques because that's how we judge it. You know that's how in most schools I think like when you go to take yeah. your black belt test, what are they looking at? How well you can do those techniques and what techniques that you you know. Yeah, and too it's it's just it's the most um, like 
solid physical manifestation of the martial art that we can understand. You know, right. it's easy, it's the easiest to just look at a video sure, and right, go, right. "Oh, that guy's doing right. you know juji nage." That's Aikido, you know? Right, like, it's right. a lot. Well, and I think people have been playing with this concept. This is something that I've been trying to think about, and I, I'm doing a horrible <laughs> job articulating, like, my question about it. But, like, I think there have been people lately, like, posting videos of other martial arts where they're not doing an Aikido technique, quote-unquote. Um, and they're going, oh, that's, you know, there's a principle of Aikido that someone, you know, they're doing right, Aikido. There's right. a, there's a, they're, they're working on an Aikido principle here. And I, I find it interesting, and I don't really know exactly what to think about that. Um because, like, I don't know, because I watched the whatever video, and I'm like, yes and, and no? Like, it, it's very confusing to me, you know, to, right. to, to take these different parts of Aikido, whether it's the techniques or the principle of, like, leading or, you know, right. um, different parts of Aikido. This person, like, watching a video and going, oh, that person does really have strong kokyu, you know? Is that Aikido because this person has strong kokyu? I, I, I personally don't think so but i guess i could see how someone could make an argument for that like it's very confusing and interesting to me well i mean if the person is not studying aikido uh -huh. he can't be using i mean because aikido is the, the path of the blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. well so if he is not on the path can yeah he, I, mean, I mean or can i stumble on the path like yeah inadvertently I mean, and be like oh here i am <laughs> this gets tricky and, and you know like uh uh, someone like say Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr., the boxer. Um, when I watch Roy Jones yeah. Jr. box, that guy boxes in Aiki style. Yeah. That's what I would say. He's an Aiki boxer. Um, he didn't study Aikido for sure, and I don't want it, anyone to think for one second that I'm saying like he got these ideas from Aikido. But he represents what I think we're trying to get at with Aikido, um, and he's doing it in boxing. Now look, he doesn't, of course, in a boxing match, he doesn't do any of the techniques of Aikido. Right, right. Um, he doesn't do. Uh, he doesn't definitely doesn't wear hakama or any of that stuff. He's never trained in aikido. But the way in which he boxes, you can tell he's accounting for what the other person wants to do, and he understands how to blend with that in a way that the other person will pull off what he wants and still fail to get Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. Right, um, because he's a fantastic boxer and he understands the situation. And to me, what the principle of aiki is about, and you know, look, different schools have different things, but I'm speaking about our school. And I think probably a lot of what most Aikikai influenced schools are going for is that, you know, Aiki is about the idea of understanding what your opponent wants and understanding what you want and understanding how to blend those two ideas together in a way that your opponent seems to get what he wants and can't hurt you with that, right? Um, and I'm, I'm really grossly simplifying here, but but simply that, you know, and this is where you get the idea of like, oh, Aikido will use their force against them, this kind of stuff, because I'm blending. I understand what they want, and I understand how to give them what they want, and it not hurt me. Right. right. We're not stopping them from right. throwing that punch. Right. There's no resistance right. in what they're doing. Right. Just He's going to throw that punch. It's just, no, I'm not going to be where he wants me to be, and right. I'll be in a position that allows me to then... Right. To counter or to make that attack hurt him right. or to just be safe, depending on what I want to do. You know, meet, lead, or avoid the basic tenets of Aikido. So say I go out, so I've studied Aikido, and I understand that's my kind of my concept of Aiki is, you know, understanding what someone else wants and what I want and making those fit together without, you know, directly forcing against what that person wants. You know, finding ways to work with it and meet those forces or ideas or whatever. Um, that's my concept, you know, so like I go out and I want to do, I want to go box. If I'm using that philosophy, 
that Aikido philosophy to, you know, inform my boxing, am I doing Aikido? Well, I would say, I would personally say you're practicing Aiki as we describe Aiki. However, no, you're not doing Aikido because Aikido is a martial arts system that consists of these things. Right. So, so, and it's the same for the way that you see when people are doing techniques. So say I'm doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I'm trying to pull off a Kurgaish while I'm rolling. Right. That's still not Aikido, even though it's an Aikido Almost certainly not. I mean, depending on, depending on, I mean, maybe you could apply it in an Aikido way. I mean, this is, you know, this is the thing that's going on now. People are going, doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments and trying to do a Kodagaish, and they think, if I do Kodagaish in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament, that will prove Aikido works. And that's bullshit. That's a, that's a false assumption, because Kodagaish has nothing to do with doing Aikido. And further, the, the system of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu really doesn't lend itself to a lot of Kodagaishas, right? And that's not to say you can't pull them off rolling. I've done it many times, but that's, it's just not... The two have nothing to do with each other. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Already a well-scoped-out system and already works in its own way just fine. Um, and Kodagaish is a system that maybe could float between the two. But doing Kodagaish doesn't mean Aikido works, you know? So, so I, I get what you're saying, but I don't know if maybe people listening might quite understand what you're saying. Like why they don't have anything to do with each other. Because, like, I'm sure someone listening right now might go, yeah, but... You can grab someone's wrist and do a Kota Geish while you're rolling. Like, you can do it. You know, so why don't they have anything to do with each other? Like, how, can you explain that a little bit more? So, you can mix things up any way you want. Um, but but that doesn't mean that that thing is representative of the whole. So, you know, like, say you're learning languages, right? Um, you know, uh, because you can say three words in Spanish doesn't mean you know how to speak Spanish. Right? doesn't mean you understand the entirety of the system of Spanish and the way it's constructed and the way it flows and the, the feelings about it and what's good to express in Spanish and what's poor to express in Spanish. You hear this with like Chinese or Chinese, uh, Japanese language speakers and American language speakers. And when people learn to speak both, they're like, oh, in Japanese, I feel more restricted and more formal. And it's good for saying these things and expressing these ideas and bad for expressing these ideas that are better expressed in English. You know, when people start to speak other languages, they can, they can say, oh, you know, this language expresses this and this language expresses this well, but it's not the words that are doing it. Right. So like, you know, the word, um, you know, uh, Musubi. Uh, it doesn't saying the word musubi doesn't help you speak Japanese. It doesn't make you a Japanese speaker. It doesn't make you express things the way that the Japanese language does because there's more to it. There's a life to the language, which is like the way I structure sentences, the way I uh, address people when I do it, the order in which I put words together. Those things all give a feeling to it, and that's the same with the system of Aikido. Though the Kodagaish is a technique within Aikido, yes, um, but that. That word or that technique doesn't make the system up. The system expresses something that's alive, and it's the way you put it together and the way you understand it and the way you contextually use it that makes the system, not just the individual little pieces of it. And if someone was uh, speaking to me in Spanish, you know, they could probably say some things that I might understand even not know sure. Spanish because some of the words are similar. Sure. So therefore, could you say, like, hey, yeah, Spanish is, you know... Uh, Spanish works uh, if you want to talk to someone who speaks English. Well, no, it doesn't, even though I may understand a few few words. Right. Know? And it's like, you know, like there was a video recently put out, and it was uh, like it had like Chuck Norris doing a code of Geist or something, you know? And it's like, oh, look, Chuck Norris using Aikido. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's really bad. Because it would be like 
Chuck Norris saying like "Guten Tag" and then saying, "Oh, Chuck Norris speaks German." Like Chuck Norris speaks. No, German. you yeah, know, just because like, Chuck Norris said "Guten Tag" doesn't yeah. mean he speaks German. Right. Exactly. Right. And so, so like. Um, Not to mention, I mean, this is the the language analogy is bad for this, but like you know, there are a lot of words that branch over in Italian and French and Spanish and English because of the Romance languages. They're very similar, sure, you know. Sure. So a Coda Geish could be a, another have another name in another system, and maybe that's what he was doing right. because he was taught a different system right. that does the same kind of wrist twist that right. Coda Geish does, and so it, it might not even be a Coda Geish to him. You know? And I think a lot of this problem, you know, kind of lies in it, that, that most people haven't studied a number of martial arts systems. So when they see Shionage, they think Shionage comes from Aikido and that's it, you know? And they can't see that, like, well, that also exists in Fiori, uh, Italian uh, fencing master. And that exists, you know, like, you can't see that, like, oh, no, these techniques exist cross-culturally, uh, cross through different divisions of time, in different contextual uses, because that fit into that situation, right? Right, right. I, I guess it was kind of a way, like, this is a way tangent, but kind of reminds me of a similar thing, where it's like, the same techniques exist in different systems, sounds like, from what you're saying. Not necessarily because, you know, Ueshiba went to Europe and learned this technique from someone and that's why there's a, a connection or a similar technique in both systems. It's just that the human body works yes. in similar uh, ways. To, yeah, kind yes. of like wrist turns only a few yep, different ways. Yep. And, you you know. might draw the conclusion looking at like ancient history and people's art and stories that dragons exist because there are so many different stories about giant flying beasts right. that are, you know, reptilian and, and bird like they, they do live. Right. right? Okay. Um, <laughs> Go on. But like you know, so you might conclude, oh, they're all the same. They've all been seeing the same dragons. Maybe, or maybe it's just that humans all kind of think the same and are all scared by similar things and right. all tell stories about similar ideas and and, and look and There's use similar tropes. Joseph Campbell myth kind of thing going right. on, where it's like, yeah, humans are humans, so we have the same kinds of stories everywhere not even because we told each other the same stories but because we came up with them independently because that's the way humans think right and i think it's the same with the techniques it's not necessarily that people shared the techniques i mean maybe they did but human body only works so many ways yeah i mean i know yeah. you always gripe, I mean, gripe about this about you know <clears throat> special new attacks it's right like, yeah but the human body still is the human mm. body holding whether it's a gun or a, a yeah. you know a lightsaber or a stick and strategies that are successful for humans are always the same strategies, roughly, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, systems are not techniques and techniques are not systems. And to me, if you're having a problem, uh, mixing the two up, you, you, you need to like ask yourself, what am I trying to achieve with a system? You know, like, don't worry about the techniques, worry about what am I trying to achieve with the system? And what, lend, what things would lend themselves to me doing that? You know, why would I do a Kodagash? So like that uh, Kodagash challenge video that I made a long time ago, um, that, was, uh, that was, you know, like the biggest thing I said in the video, and I think the most important thing I said is, why would you do Kodagash in the first place? Because you show Kodagash to a guy who does MMA, and he's like, why would I ever do that technique? You know? Right. And like, you know. And that's a legit question. Yeah, that's a legit question. People who don't understand martial arts really love to throw out like, oh, see, it's against the rules because Kodagash is too damaging. It's like, no, it's bullshit. If Kodagash worked well in an MMA environment, they would be doing it to each other because Kodagash is way less damaging than smashing someone in the face repeatedly, which is completely within the rule set of MMA, right? 
So the problem they don't, the reason they don't use it is because that doesn't come up very much with what they're doing. Um, now, if you saw blade, blade systems and weapon systems, right. you'll see it coming up all the time. If you look at fencing systems and there's disarms in the fencing system, all kinds of different cultures have Kodagaish because it's a way you take something out of the hand. Well, that's what I was going to say about uh, Jiu-Jitsu. You know, I mean, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, when it's unarmed, it doesn't make sense to do Kodagaish. But if it was, you know, armed grappling, Absolutely. like old Jiu-Jitsu, then it would you totally see why that's important. I'm pretty yeah. sure that old old Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in the self-defense techniques has Kodagaish. I think I'm almost positive of it. Because it's such a basic disarm. I think, we have we done a... Uh, Kodagaish is one of the technique topics. So if you want to hear what we think about Kodagaish... Yeah, we have a whole episode on Kodagaish, actually. It's interesting, because listening to what you say, you know, it seems to me that, that like, the, the proper way to go about things would be to look at the totality of the techniques... And as you're doing them and pulling them apart, uh, figuring out what they're good for, that will then explain to you the system. That's right. Right? I mean, like, you know, like... You will be able to... You should be able to clearly see what the system is intended by the techniques they chose to put in the system. Right. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, years ago when I was, like, tearing all this stuff apart and I was, like, getting on a lot of different internet forums, you know, I was getting on Bullshito and Ibudo at the time like you know like websites that I could talk to a lot of other martial arts about stuff I remember there a lot of the time they were like uh, like oh you know you're kind of reverse engineering stuff you know and that's the way I looked at it yeah. if you're having a hard time understanding Aikido it's definitely a path you can take where it's like understand what we're trying to achieve and why the technique would do that and what does the technique do and how would that flush out what it is we're trying to get you know yeah yeah because otherwise I mean I, I, I feel like you know, if you're just looking at the the technique and you're going from one te technique to the next to the next to the next, like, how do you ever then um, get beyond just knowing the technique? That thing you said earlier, I think, is real interesting, and I don't yeah. think people think about this enough. You said, you know, like, you people tend to believe that Aikido is simply a collection of techniques, and and this was an idea, and I think Bruce Lee is probably really responsible for this. Um, uh, I'm not a big Bruce Lee fan. But um, uh, I think Bruce Lee is really responsible for this, which is um, he kind of presented things to people in a way where they thought like, oh, I could take the techniques of fencing and the techniques of Aikido and the techniques of Judo and the techniques of boxing and I can mix them together to make a great system. And that doesn't work, right? You know, and, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who love Bruce Lee right now who are like, yeah, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Um, what you can do is understand what it is you want to achieve and apply the techniques that fit that situation right. correctly. And those techniques might come from different systems. Well, you might have learned right. them. Or... And see, that's, I think that's actually what Bruce Lee was talking about. Was like, he wasn't talking about just piling them all into one system. And well, I think he was talking about anyway from my interpretation. Like, understanding what these pieces are using for, used for and using them in the appropriate situation. Right, but right? the problem but is... But that's not the way that he... That it's been taken. Right. The way it was taken people. was right. just that, um, no, no, what, what you do is just, you know, judo has good throws, so use judo throws. And right. then, you know, Aikido has good wrist twisting, wrist twist. And the lunge from fencing is good, so do the lunge. And it's like, no, oh these, this is not the way the system works. And so there was this real prevalent idea for a long time, uh, you know, if for our younger listeners might not be aware of this and some of the older listeners might not have been paying attention that this is what was going on. There was this idea from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, that um, a special technique is what martial arts systems gave you. 
right? So like there's boxing and wrestling and that's just plain what people do. And then there's the secret, the secret Asian, right. you know, they probably said oriental techniques um, <laughs> that those secret techniques are what will help you win a fight. And it's like, no, that's a weird idea. It's a really strange yeah. idea. And that idea was super prevalent and what it took to break that idea. And now I think in popular martial arts, that idea really doesn't exist. Um, uh, except about some systems like Aikido, unfortunately, got stuck with that. But like, because what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu did was Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu came along and it was quickly adopted because it did have weird techniques because they were for the ground. Now look, they're just the techniques you would use right, on right. the ground. If you wrestle a bunch on the ground, those are the techniques you would use. But they looked weird to people because people weren't used using those be, kinds right, of techniques. Right, right. And then that led us into starting to understand what live training was and really getting it and being like, oh, if you actually do the stuff, that's how you actually learn right. to do You'll, this stuff, right? Like, you don't just have to memorize old books. You have to wrestle with people to learn to wrestle, box with people to learn to box, you know? It seems like with the Bruce Lee thing, it was kind of like, uh, you know, this is a weird metaphor again. I'm a fan of weird metaphors. Um, like, instead of, uh, like, you know, so if each uh, each different martial art was like an animal or something with a, with an awesome skill, you know, porcupine, porcupine has, you know, all these spikes that will hurt someone, and, you know, a tiger's, you know got sharp teeth, right? Like, trying to take, you know, the sharp teeth of a tiger and the spikes of a porcupine and the stinger of a uh, scorpion yeah. and trying to put it into one animal yeah. and then realizing that... That'd be the best animal you ever. Just operate, <laughs> you just created a Frankenstein that's dead. You right, know? right, right, like, right. It's there's a creature, no life in it. There's no life in it. It's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a corpse of this horrible amalgamation. It's the liger. It's the lion-tiger mix. Right. That's gigantic, and you could ride on like He-Man... But it can't move because it's right. too big for and, its own good. And you know, like in our imaginings, right? When we're we're not really really working at this to figure out what it is, um, we do that. We go like, oh man, if a porcupine just had giant teeth right. and was uh, two hundred and fifty pounds and had these kind of claws, it would be the most indestructible creature. And it's like, yeah, but then it couldn't live the way a porcupine right, does, right, right, right? Like it's right. evolved to fill its <laughs> right, niche, right. and it's what you might perceive as weaknesses are actually strengths in yeah, its yeah, special yeah, area, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It's evolved to to be away so it's a complete system each creature is a complete system to survive in a kind of environment and you arbitrarily coming along and changing things doesn't make it better and instead of wanting to have one mega pet that right. will will save your life but no matter right, what if situation. i could have a cute kitty <laughs> that was also fluffy like a dog <laughs> with rabbit ears That'd Sorry, be go on. No, no, but like instead of having one mega pet, what you want to have is, I mean, if you were for some reason trying to create an army of animals, like <laughs> this is a really weird metaphor. Like you would want to just have a porcupine you would and have a tiger a arc and a, of, you know what I mean? Right, like right. The, they all work better on their own and right. you use the one, that, it's like kind of like Pokemon, you know, like you pick the That's one right, that, you, that you, fits you, the situation. You pick the one that fits the situation right. rather than having one that can do everything and also nothing because it's a horrid, like, right, right. amalgamation you know, of crap, Cthulhu like creature. Like. Right. Which is, which is a very unfortunate idea we had, especially in the eighties where people want to make these hybrid systems that oh, were yeah. like, you know, these seven weird styles mixed together to make the perfect martial art. And it's like, no, you made this lumpy, gross thing that doesn't do anything. And I think what people really want is to be uh, you know, <coughs> renaissance people of martial art. You know what I mean? To be martial artists. And that seems like that should be the goal, which is just to explore different martial arts and understand when to apply those different right. ones for different situations. And, and look, it's not that you can't take the time to learn how you could develop a system, but it just, it's a process. You know, it's like, it's like every kid, and I was guilty of this, every kid who wants to get their car and hot rod it out, right? <laughs> and so it's like, you know, what happened was there was an engineer and he knows a lot about vehicles. 
and he spent a bunch of time and testing and years of education to design this vehicle that did a perfect set of things like say go to the grocery store right, right. give you a comfortable ride um, not use a whole lot of gas right. um, stay quiet and not bother your neighbors right and then a kid gets that uh, beautiful Honda Civic and they decide like Oh, I can add two more horsepower if I cut the muffler right, off, right, right. and I can add uh, a little more uh, turning ability if I put these really tight springs in it that every time you hit a pothole throws the car way up into the air and then crashes it down and scrapes it off. And if I if I cut out the air filter, um, I'll get I'll use a lot more gas, but I'm going to get another quarter of a horse. And and it's like they feel really good about themselves because they're like, man, I engineered this car. And it's like. No, it's there's more to it right, than right, that, right. right? Right. Also, your car breaks down every absolutely every, right. Car breaks down. No one wants have. to ride in it. Right. Uh, no one wants to hear you drive up in it. Like, uh, and so it's not that you can't become a car engineer if that's what you want to do, but that's a separate thing, right? Don't just think you can try, take a whole bunch of parts and throw them together, and it's going to be a, a nice streamlined system. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was a, a, a series of strange, strange yeah. metaphors. Yeah. No, I think it was good. Hopefully, animal, animal Frankensteinery, uh, followed by uh, whichever one they think we would languages. Yeah. Are you a zoologist or a car well, automobile or? I, it seems like people have had a hard time understanding martial arts up to this point, and so I feel like we kind of need those metaphors to help. We're still, you know, like yeah. look, we've got a lot of it now. We've done a good job, but it's you know, I hear stupid stuff like Joe Rogan say stuff like, you know, we've learned more about martial arts in the last twenty five years than we learned in the last twenty five hundred years before that. And it's like. Fuck no. Right, right. You're ridiculous. I'll like, never know as much as... We might know more about combining Greek, uh... boxing and wrestling now. That's true. But, like, martial arts? Like, look how many weapons and strategic right. methods. And, I mean, look at martial arts as a whole. No, we have not touched the last 2,500 years, you know? So, so uh, you know, when we say things like that, it's like, no, you don't actually understand what the scope of martial arts is. You're stuck on boxing and wrestling, which is MMA. And that has done a lot for uh, you know, individual martial artists to kind of figure out what we need, but it's it's just the beginning. It's by far not the end, you know. Yeah. 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 No, you can't. I mean, if you look back at the history of the world, and I mean, people were we we don't we don't fight, you know. We just don't. I mean, here in America, especially. Yeah. Like, and for most of the history of the world, people fought. Oh yeah. So obviously, everybody had to fight. You know, yeah, times to, are tough. For, to survive. Yeah. Just to, you know. So uh, we're fighting because we think it's fun to get in a cage or someone's going to give us a, some money, whatever. Right. That's, it's not the same. So we can't, we shouldn't begin to think that we understand oh, something ridiculous. that people were like, um, they learned by actually having to do and survive, you know. Right. I, I mean, and it would be awesome to see what, you know, ancient pancreas pancreation looked like. Um, but like, you know, I imagine the Greeks figured out probably everything we have now about MMA and more. Um, and it's just a slice. It's just a slice of this giant thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, Killed it. That. <laughs> Nothing uh, more to be said. No, it seems like there should, you know, there, there should be. But we've well, all also, because, you know, my question is now that we've, we've settled this out, um, and I guess we've sort of talked about this before on other podcasts and as we go in this. but like okay now I would like to say and look at the techniques and go oh the, the right. techniques of Aikido where do they lead us that right. was just what actually what um, I was going to mention which is Chris you so said that earlier another... you said earlier like you know sit down with it and 
kind of, you can reverse engineer it and try and look at the techniques and go look at all of them and go, what do these point to? What is this good for? You know, what, what's the overall methodology we're trying to get at with this? Right. And, um, honestly, it's confusing. I mean, I know that you've done a lot of work with it and it's taken you years and years and years to figure it out. And, you know, so like, um, it's definitely, you know, it's going to take time and it's confusing. And so like, I don't know what to say about that aside from like, don't, don't give up. Like, yeah. It's, and, and, it's and confusing. Don't, don't see like, you know, uh, Jet Li do uh, Idi Minage and go, oh man, Jet Li's doing Aikido. Cause he's not, he, he's doing, you know, Chinese Shaolin, right? Like that's what he's doing. And he's doing whatever the guy, art guy on the movie set right, right, choreographed right, for right, him, but right. you know. <laughs> Right, but but so like you know, just understand there's more to a, a system than a collection of techniques, and techniques are not representative of the system. Techniques are just techniques, you know, just like words in a language are words in a language. They're not the language. And definitely, I think too, like Aikido probably could have, you know, no offense, but maybe could have been arranged to be more clearly pointing towards something. Like, because I think, you know, because you've done so much work, Chris, and I've learned a lot from you. Like, I think that you're starting to kind of like you're, you're seeing where it was but where where all the techniques are pointing towards what the the ba- like the background what we're trying to keep in mind when we're doing aikido and working with someone um and i, I feel like uh you know it probably wasn't arranged in the best way to to make that clear you know just because um the way that we tend to look at techniques and go, oh, okay, the end goal is the end technique. Right, you know what I mean? Right, right. I don't know if I'm making any sense right now, but like, no, you are, and and I mean, I think you know, like, I think Yoshiba was doing his thing, and I think you know, other people were welcome to watch and welcome to contribute to him learning to do his own thing. But you know, like, I really think for Yoshiba, it's like he had a bunch of uh, patrons. And the patrons helped him learn his martial arts better. And if you got that from watching him, cool. And if you didn't get that from watching him, he didn't care. You know, like, you know, like, I mean, that's kind of the way I take it from him is like, he wasn't trying to really collect the system and create the system. He was doing his thing. He liked to talk about his thing. He liked to pontificate about his thing. And he liked to, you know, yeah, that's another discussion. (laughs) But what you're saying makes sense. It's hard to understand what Aikido is doing. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Hey, what is speaking of uh, patrons? Uh, yeah. Who are our patrons, Maya? Um, our patrons. Let me just unlock oh. this real fast. Um, so uh, we want to try and thank our patrons every chance that we get. We really appreciate everything that they've done for us. Um, they have made it possible for us to have all of our uh, episodes. They're all up there yeah. now. So if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, you should be happy about our patrons too because those guys are great they help us get it out there maya also solana mcdaniel i'd like to say is probably our leading patron right now because i think she pays more than anyone else for the well i mean the patrons are making it possible for me to hardly pay anything so um i appreciate that a lot (laughs) um for us to be able to keep our episodes up online for everyone to listen to anytime they want um, so we'll go ahead and thank them. Thanks to Rob Kitson, Lenny Acuna, Jim Sullivan, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, and Grant Templin. We really appreciate you guys. You're making that possible for everyone to be able to listen to these episodes. And if you're a regular listener listener of this podcast and you would like to alleviate some of uh, Maya's financial burden, <laughs> uh, you can also become a patron um, by looking on Patreon and... I don't know, what do we call it on Patreon? Just like you to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a link in our SoundCloud. Um, so if you can, if you are listening to us on SoundCloud, or you can just look us up on SoundCloud um, or on Patreon, uh, we're under Aikido Discussed. Um, also, we want to hear from you. So um, we want to hear your comments, your 
uh, podcast uh, episode ideas. You know, we're always looking for more things to talk about. If Speaking of which, do we have an episode, Josh? What are we, what are we talking about next time? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. Uh, there was some. What was the one I had in mind? It was a good one. You did have one in mind. Now that uh, now I'm long. Now it's well, long. we'd you, like to tease you with it. But if you have yeah. any suggestions, let us know. Otherwise, we'll be talking. I'll about think. I'll something. think of it the minute that we press stop. I'll, it'll come to me. <laughs> and if you've uh, got some things you'd like to hear us casually talk about, um, then please uh, please send them to us. Oh, we, I know like this to. one, and maybe we, maybe or maybe not, we can do it. But the idea was uh, a. Uh, like book, uh, what to read. Oh, if you're yeah, things keto. to read. For because a lot of times, uh, recommended reading, right? Because yeah. a lot of times people come in and they'll say, hey, what should I be reading? You know, new, new people especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, what should I be reading as I'm getting into this? So maybe we could cut through and talk about a few books that we think, because uh, I'm sure we all have a few on the book, on our bookshelves mm-hmm. um, that we have read and or keep ready for other people. So Yeah, all right. no, that's good. All right. Thank you Thank so much, you. guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.